All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Nickel Bob Crane here. Uh, very excited to be with you guys and share this explosive, narrative-destroying information. Okay, I, I have not been this excited in quite a long time. After Tucker Carlson has officially kicked off the complete and total systemic dismantling of the Jan 6 committee and the mainstream media's narrative on what happened on that day, January 6. So, um, you know, I had my concerns with Tucker Carlson getting the exclusive on this. You know, I, I, I initially envisioned Kevin McCarthy releasing the 41,000 hours of footage to the American people, and then thousands upon thousands of people would be able to sift through it in a matter of days and destroy the narrative. But, you know, he gave the exclusive to Tucker Carlson, and given that he's, a, uh, you know, with Fox News... I was a little concerned, but I have to say, already, I am impressed, and I'm not concerned anymore, because you can see that what he's done already has the media in full-blown damage control. Take a look at this. So this is a compilation that I got off Telegram, and you can see MSNBC, CNN, Forbes, they are all in an absolute panic over this. MSNBC says, Tucker Carlson pushes the bogus Jan 6 story he wanted to tell. CNN says, Tucker Carlson, with help from Kevin McCarthy, tries to sanitize the very real violence of the January 6 attack. Forbes says, Tucker Carlson doubles down on 2020 election fraud claims with January 6 footage despite Fox defamation lawsuit. And it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, really what they have a problem with is the fact that they don't like the fact that Tucker Carlson is able to, uh, <laughs> they're, they're accusing him of cherry picking, but the reality is that's what they've been doing this entire time. And they've crafted a narrative and they've presented that to the American public and they've driven that narrative day after day for years now. And now it's being dismantled before their very eyes with um, footage which completely contradicts what they've been telling everybody. So they're not very happy about this because it completely destroys their credibility and the American people are waking up to the truth. So um, we we already have three major bombshells, which we're going to get into. I'm not going to play a lot of the footage because I assume you guys have already seen it. But um, Tucker Carlson is supposed to release more tonight and more over the weekend. So this is just the beginning. And like I said, I'm already impressed. Um, you know, a lot of these people, this isn't just about the narrative. This is about the people that are sitting in these DC gulags that are, you know, uh, in horrific conditions that they, they now could, they could now potentially get access to this footage that's been withheld from their attorneys while they're awaiting trial and, uh, on bogus charges. And, you know, this could completely exonerate and vindicate them, right? And the Democrats and the DC police are freaking out about this. There's been plenty of attempts up until this point for these defendants awaiting trial to get a hold of the Capitol surveillance footage, and every single time that they've tried, the Capitol Police have argued in court that it would be a national security risk. The Capitol Police have said, and I quote, uh, widespread access to security footage could provide a roadmap for potential perpetrators of any future assault on the Capitol. So basically they're saying that if we were to release this footage, then that could uh, give give, uh, you know, these MAGA right wing extremists the roadmap of how to break into the Capitol again, I guess. That's that's what they've said in court. And it's actually worked. Um, and the Democrats have said 
you know, there's no need to release this footage because there's already been plenty of footage that's been released by Lizard Cheney and Benny Thompson and Adam Kissassinger, right? They've already released plenty of footage during the Jan 6 committee sham hearing, so why would they need more, right? And in reality, they just don't want the people to know the truth, and they don't want these defendants to get their hands on evidence that would vindicate them. So, the fact that they're all panicking about this, the fact that they're very unhappy about this, makes me feel like Tucker Carlson is over the target. And so my concerns that I had in the beginning are now just uh, dissipating. So, I expect that we'll get a lot more tonight and in the coming days. Now, let's talk about what we already have so far. So, I personally think the biggest bombshell was the video of Capitol Police giving a tour guide around the Capitol to the infamous Q shaman, Jacob Chansley. And the reason is because this dude was like their mascot, okay? This this was the guy that they, they said this guy led the insurrection. He was the one. He was the ringleader. They tried, remember, they, they tried to make this out to be an organized, uh, violent insurrection, right? And if it was organized, well, it had to have had a leader. Well, they, they portrayed Jacob Chansley, a Navy veteran, who was dressed in, you know, weird clothing. They used this guy as sort of a scapegoat to be the poster child of their Jan 6 narrative, uh, to, to make every Trump supporter out to be a deranged lunatic, right? And now we see that the main person that they tried to portray as a violent extremist was actually being escorted around the building by nine, at least nine, Capitol Police officers who not only escorted him around the building, but but they, 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 tried to, they tried to open locked doors for him. Like they were literally giving him a tour. And this I had never seen, and I don't think any of you guys have seen before. I, I, I mean, this is all new to me. You know, this guy was seen in the video that Tucker Carlson played leading a prayer in the Senate chamber where he was thanking the police officers for allowing him into the building. So so basically, not only was this guy uh, escorted around the building, he was allowed into the building, right? And again, this is a Navy veteran who's been riding in a D.C. gulag, facing up to four years in prison. And, and, and uh, the reason I think this is su- such a big deal is because, you know, Tucker Carlson's going straight for the jugular with this one. You know, he's not wasting any time. We are getting straight to the heart of this. When you when you go after the person that they made their poster child and destroyed that narrative, well, it causes people to question pretty much everything else. You know, and uh we know that we know that Chansley has said in an interview from his jail cell in the gulag that uh he didn't know what he was doing was illegal. In fact he said he regretted not knowing that he was breaking the law. And he, he, the reason he did what he did was because he trusted the police officers that were helping him. You know, he thought that basically what any of us would have thought, you know, if, if, if they're basically opening the doors, there's a bunch of people flooding in and you're just kind of casually following and, uh, you know, the police are waving you in. Well, chances are 90% of you guys out there would probably follow suit and not really be thinking about what you're doing and just, just walk in with everybody else. And then if the police officers they far outnumber you, I mean, at one point we saw like nine police officers next to one guy. And if they far outnumber me and they're not touching me, they're not trying to take me down or throw me out or arrest me, 
well then i guess what i'm doing is okay you know they're they're not just stopping they're not just not stopping me they're actually luring me around the building and giving me a tour so this guy um he he didn't he didn't know what he was doing he he certainly didn't know the consequences that he would face after the fact and so um i i i hope that he is exonerated and i hope that he is able to use this evidence uh his attorneys are able to use this evidence and be exonerated because this dude faces 41 months in prison all because lizard cheney benny thompson the prosecutors the judges they withheld this footage from from uh people like him his their their attorneys and the american people and now it's on full display and so they're they're not only should their convictions be overturned but these people lizard cheney benny thompson adam kissassinger the judges the prosecutors they should be the ones in jail for fabricating and doctoring evidence to use against innocent people so that that again i think is the biggest bombshell here the next bombshell is uh and and this one i i just find so bizarre let me pull this up this raises so many questions for me and uh i i think you'll agree <laughs> that this just doesn't make any sense okay so we we also had the officer sicknick footage now officer sicknick we we were told uh during the january 6 uh protest was bludgeoned with with a fire extinguisher by a bunch of violent right-wing maga extremists right and what we see from the from the footage that tucker carlson released is officer sicknick walking around healthy as an ox after the media began reporting that he was bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher by a bunch of MAGA extremists. So this was the story that they ran and then later had to retract because, well, it was 100% false. There was absolutely zero truth or facts to even suggest that that happened. They, They retracted this story, right? It was completely false. And then they proceeded to put out another false story which was that he was actually killed by bear mace they say that a couple of uh uh, maga extremists pepper sprayed him and that led to his death well that also turned out to be false according to the medical examiners uh, uh months later months after the fact that he died we found out that he died of uh multiple strokes which they said were natural i mean he died from two strokes i think but they said it was natural causes, which uh, is, is kind of weird. But, you know, something tells me here that a lot, there's a lot more than meets the eye. Because let's, let's just think about this for two seconds, okay? So the media reported that this guy died at the hands of a bunch of Trump supporters, and it was completely false, right? It was a lie, 100% false. But then the next day... The, the, coincidentally, the guy that they lied about dying just happened to die the next day. I mean, that is a co- you you can't make stuff like that up. How how is it that he coincidentally died the next day after falsely being reported to have died at the hands of Trump supporters? And of course, they cremated his body, so uh, there's there's no there's no there's no way of <laughs> I, it just doesn't make any sense, right? So, that one raises so many questions after we see the footage of him walking around healthy after the media had already reported that he was dead. 
So um, now, of course, we're going to talk about Mr. Ray Epps. But before we do, please make sure to smash the Rumble button. Smash that Rumble button and also consider checking out preparewithnickmoseater.com where you guys can get a three-month emergency food kit. It, it uh, supplies over 2,000 calories per day. It lasts for 25 years. It's made in America, and it ships fast to your door. And, guys, there's never been a better time to get prepared. And uh, while you know, while this offer lasts, I mean, it, it's a pretty sweet offer. When you go to preparewithnickmoseater.com, you know, when you purchase your three-month emergency food kit, not only will you get the food, but you also get a water filtration system that is gravity-powered, no electricity needed, uh, included. It's a $279 value, and it targets bacteria, chlorine, fluoride, heavy metals, lead, pesticides, and other pharmaceuticals, and uh, it's it's pretty sweet, man. It's a pretty sweet deal. So, uh, especially those of you guys living out in East Palestine, you might want to take a look at getting a water filtration system. And, uh, you know, anybody out there, like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I've definitely got my supply of emergencies. Uh, I, I got my emergency supplies ready to go because the future is so uncertain right now. They're definitely targeting the food supply, the water supply, and you just you just want to be prepared. So go to preparewithnickmoseater.com and save a ton of money on a three-month emergency food kit. And uh, with that, let's talk about Ray Epps. So, Mr. Ray Epps, the guy who said, we got to go into the Capitol. The guy that was uh, removed from the FBI's list, mysteriously, right? This this guy, uh, you know, he, he, as Tucker Carlson said, we now have confirmation that at the very least, this guy lied about his whereabouts on January, on uh, January 6th in sworn testimony before the committee. So we have text messages where Ray Epps was communicating with his nephew where he said that he helped orchestrate the entire thing. Now, <laughs> that alone is enough evidence to uh, prosecute him, but for some reason they just decided not to not to go after Ray Epps, which raises even more questions. But um, let's focus on what we have. So... He testified to the January 6th committee that af- uh, that he had left the Capitol by the time he sent that text to his nephew. Well, it turns out that that was completely false. We now have footage of him still at the Capitol after that text was sent. So he lied. Okay, big shocker there. He lied, and uh, he lied to the Jan 6th committee. And, I mean, that's on top of all the evidence that he was most definitely uh, working on behalf of the FBI that he was one of the main orchestrators setting up the people to go into the Capitol. And, you know, he if anything, he was the ringleader behind what they deemed the insurrection, right? So they, they went after Jacob Chansley when they should have been going after Ray Epps. And the reason is obvious because uh, the man's an FBI informant. He's an operative. So uh, I, I think all of this is definitely... Uh, destroying the January 6th narrative that they've been perpetuating for years now. But what's interesting to me about all this is the fact that when you look at Twitter and you look at the people that are sharing this stuff and talking about it, the responses are just mind-blowing. See, the left has been believing this lie for so long that even when you show this evidence to them directly to their faces, they, 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 they just can't snap out of the hypnosis that's been put on them uh, because it's just human psychology. 
It's much easier to convince somebody of a lie than it is to convince somebody that they've been lied to. And so these people have been told this lie over and over and over so many times that they just can't wrap their minds around it. Um, but that's that's the extreme left, okay? That's the people that are that that are completely brainwashed and indoctrinated, and there's really no saving those people. But the so-called normies are getting a, a a huge dose of reality right now that they they they've been lied to, okay? And so I think a lot of people are genuinely questioning the narrative around January six, and I think it's only going to uh, continue. As Tucker Carlson releases more footage. So uh, we're going to stay on top of this and we're going to cover it uh, as it as it comes out. But let's shift gears here and let's talk about this domestic terrorist attack in Atlanta. I'm sure you guys have seen or at least uh, caught wind of this by now. But there was there was a massive Antifa terror attack in Atlanta on Sunday. Now, back th- this is a continuation of something that's been going on for a long time. Back in January, we reported on the Treehouse Antifa rioters in Atlanta. And the the Treehouse Antifa, it's a subsection of Antifa. They call themselves Treehouse Antifa because basically, I mean, they're they're literally staking out in treehouses and they call themselves environmental activists. And they've been protesting the construction of a police training facility that uh, is... Is is being <coughs> being built in some I don't know some uh, some wide open land that they they I don't know it's it's being built in Atlanta in a wide open field right so these people they've been they they were staking out in tree houses and causing massive disruption to the construction of this police training facility well eventually the police they had to move in and they conducted a sweep to clear them out. Well, what what ended up happening is one of the Antifa rioters fired upon the police officers and wounded a police officer, and they responded by killing him, shooting him, using lethal force to neutralize the the threat. This guy's firing on police officers. Well, of course, the Antifa thugs took that as an excuse to then move into the streets in Atlanta and set fire to cars and throw bricks and rocks through buildings and riot, you know, to they, to to protest the death of this guy who shot a police officer. Right? So, um, this has been going on for some time. Brian Kemp has come out and verbally condemned it, but, you know, if they were really serious, you would think they would send in the National Guard. Uh, because this is not this is this is not a protest. This isn't even a riot. At this point, this is a coordinated, pre-planned domestic terrorist attack. These are domestic terrorists, okay? And over the weekend on Sunday, things escalated once again, where these Antifa rioters they 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 changed into military gear and black masks and began throwing Molotov cocktails, rocks, and bricks. At the police training facility that's been under construction. And I actually have a little bit of uh, video to play for you guys so you can see for yourselves. So take a look. This is what's this is what happened on Sunday. 
Flames were seen rising from the construction site of what will soon be Atlanta's new public safety training center after some protesters who police say had just left a nearby music festival threw explosives and Molotov cocktails at police officers and set equipment on fire. During that attack on the officers, uh, uh, pieces of equipment and other uh, items that were at the location for the construction of the public safety training center were damaged. The demonstrators scattering as police arrived. Officers seen running after them in the woods, using stun guns to stop the protesters. Police arrested more than two dozen. When you throw commercial grade fireworks, when you throw Molotov cocktails, large rocks, a uh, number of items at officers, your only intent is to harm. And the charges are going to show that tonight when we make the appropriate charges. The training center was approved by Republican and Democrat lawmakers at the state level, and it's been the epicenter of escalating confrontation as demonstrators oppose what they call the militarization of police and the development of the forest the facility will soon be built on. But Atlanta's police chief says what happened was not a legitimate protest and that many arrested weren't even from Georgia. This was a very violent attack that occurred this evening, very violent attack. This wasn't about a public safety training center. This was about anarchy, and this was about the attempt to destabilize. No officers were injured in this. Okay, so as you can see, they launched commercial-grade fireworks directly at the officers, Molotov cocktails, uh, bricks, rocks, and they were dressed in military gear. This was not a protest. This was a pre-planned, coordinated domestic terrorist attack. And even Fox News downplays the severity of this by calling it a demonstration, which just completely downplays the reality here, which is that these are domestic terrorists. So, um, as you can see, the uh, th this, this was a violent domestic terrorist attack, and as you heard, over two dozen of them have been arrested and detained. Now, here's the real story here. Among the Antifa rioters that were charged with domestic terrorism was a Southern Poverty Law Center attorney by the name of Thomas Webb Jurgens. Now, if you don't know, the SPLC is a nonprofit that describes itself as a, quote, Catalyst for Racial Justice in the South and Beyond, working in partnership with communities to dismantle white supremacy, strengthen intersectional movements, and advance the human rights of all people. Now, that's a, uh, a fluffy way of saying basically what they do is they dox conservatives and try to incite BLM and Antifa to inflict violence on various conservative organizations. And if you don't believe me, just take a look at their website. When you go to... Uh, the, the front page of their website and you look at th there's a section where they have individual profiles of people they d uh, deem extremists and on the front page is Jack Posobiec okay a, a, a conservative pundit so this is this is like this this group here, here's what they say they do what we do fighting hate Okay, the SPLC is the premier U.S. nonprofit organization monitoring the activities of domestic hate groups and other extremists, including the Ku Klux Klan, the neo-Nazi movement, neo-Confederates, racist skinheads, anti-government militias, Christian identity adherents. Wow, Christian identity adherents. So if you identify as a Christian, they're lumping you amongst the Ku Klux Klan, the neo-Nazi movement, neo-Confederates, racist skinheads, and, and others. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doxing people like Jack Posobiec. And there's actually been people who have been violently attacked. And their attackers have later said the reason for being violent 
was because the SPLC had labeled someone as a right-wing extremist on their website. So again, this is a group that doxes people and tries to uh, compel BLM and Antifa to attack people. And so one of the attorneys that is uh, part of the SPLC was actually arrested among the, the Antifa rioters. And they tried to cover this up. They tried to hide it by removing his LinkedIn profile uh, to try to keep this away from the public. But the cat's already out of the bag, okay? Obviously, people were going to find this using the Wayback Machine archive. So now the SPLC has been forced to release a statement about the arrest. And here's the statement. Quote, an employee at the SPLC was arrested while acting and identifying as a legal observer on behalf of the National Lawyers Guild. The employee is an experienced legal observer, and their arrest is not evidence of any crime, but of heavy-handed law enforcement intervention against protesters. Wow. So this is their statement. They say that law enforcement was being heavy-handed when they arrested a dude that was at the very least an accomplice to arson of a police facility. These people were throwing Molotov cocktails at the police, and not one of them was shot. Not one of them... The, the, the police didn't use lethal force, but they're saying this was heavy-handed law enforcement. Let me tell you something. If this dude was shot on sight, or if any of these people were shot on sight, that wouldn't even be considered heavy-handed law enforcement because, as the police chief said... When you use lethal force, uh, uh, like throwing bricks and large rocks, uh, Molotov cocktails, your intent is to do harm. You're putting people in harm's way. Okay, so if you were to get shot in the middle of those activities, then personally I think that that would be justified. And that wouldn't be heavy-handed law enforcement. So th these people are claiming that the, 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 the police that arrested this guy were in the wrong. Their statement goes on to say, this is part of a months-long escalation of policing tactics against protesters and observers who opposed the destruction of the Wee-Lawnee Forest to build a police training facility. The SPLC has and will continue to, to urge de-escalation of violence and police use of force against black, brown, and indigenous communities, Working in partnership with these communities to dismantle white supremacy, strengthen intersectional movements, and advance the human rights of all people. So, you know what these people... You know what's what's crazy about this is these uh, Antifa thugs, they say that they're concerned. The reason that they're, they're violently rioting and, and, as they say, protesting, <coughs> is because they're concerned of a militarized police force. Well, you know what really screams we need less police uh we need to defund the police you know what really helps drive that home if that is your true goal is committing arson on police facilities uh rioting burning down small businesses beating up grandmothers uh causing chaos and destruction yeah that really is the best way to sell to the people the idea that we need less police these people have it completely ass backwards and as we know, Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization, which is well-funded. A lot of these people that were part of this uh, domestic terrorist attack were not even from Georgia. In fact, some of them were from other countries, France and, and, and places around the world. So the question is, you know, who paid for their ticket? Who paid for the equipment 
these people are well funded by the likes of George Soros, and we know this. Okay, and and this again, this has been going on for months. Uh, we know that many of these people brought guns and other means of lethal force across state lines. And half of these agitators were from other countries. So this is these are domestic terrorists. And they should be uh, prosecuted to the highest extent of the law for domestic terrorism. And Governor Brian Kemp should be sending in the National Guard. This is, this is you, you can no longer say this is a mostly peaceful protest. These are environmental activists. No, these people need to be taken down and made an example of. And, and what I keep thinking to myself is, you know, here we have um, the Q shaman facing four years in prison. And I, I would be willing to make a wager. I would be willing to bet money that not one of these people faces more time in prison than uh, Jacob Chansley is now facing for bumbling around into the Capitol and being lured around by Capitol Police officers given a tour of the building. The, these people are the d- domestic terrorists, but yet... It's like uh, the gaslighting is unreal. We're supposed to just ignore this and act like it's not happening. We're supposed to just pretend that these... I mean, the the politicians pretend that these people don't exist. And they try to demonize people on the right that are are, uh, legitimately uh, threatening the, the uniparty system. Man, so... That's about it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Again, please smash that rumble button. Be sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and consider supporting this channel by going to preparewithnickmoseeder.com and getting your three-month emergency food kit. And also consider going to nickmoseeder.locals.com where you can be become a five-month supporter and get access to exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else while also supporting the work that goes into this channel. That's the best way to support old nickel bob crane here so i want to thank you guys for tuning in uh as always thanks for watching and i will see you next time